Hello everyone and welcome to the Wellnash podcast. I'm Natasha, but you can call me Nash, and I'm a holistic health and nutrition coach with a passion for helping driven women who are experiencing stress and fatigue to balance their hormones through nutrition and lifestyle. My mission is to help women move from simply surviving to thriving so that they can live their best lives. Whether you're looking to manage stress, improve your energy levels, or simply feel more balanced in your daily life, this podcast is for you. So welcome, and let's have some fun exploring the world of holistic living together. Welcome to the Wellnash podcast, the first episode of this podcast. I'm very excited to share this with you. And in today's episode, I'm going to talk about what it means to have an unhealthy relationship with food and what gentle nutrition means. Many of us have a complicated relationship with food and it can be challenging to navigate the feelings that come with it. Eating can be a source of comfort, joy and pleasure, but for some it can also be a source of stress, shame and guilt. So the term gentle nutrition was invented by the registered dietitian called Evelyn Tribole, who co-created this intuitive eating approach, which we will discuss about later. She introduced this term of intuitive eating in her book called Intuitive Eating, which she co-wrote with another registered dietitian called Elise Resch. So we will go deeper into what gentle nutrition means later in the episode. But first, let's start by saying that it is true that food is medicine, and it's not only about what we eat, but also about how we eat. Because if food becomes another source of stress, then all its benefits are wiped out. First of all, I would like to point out that no one really knows what is the best way to eat and that there is a lot of controversy around the topic of food and healthy eating in general that actually triggers symptoms like anxiety when it comes to thinking about food. So it's helpful for us to avoid thinking in black and white. So let's define what we mean by an unhealthy relationship with food. This is a very wide concept and it should be very nuanced, but it can cover a wide range of behaviors um, such as obsessive restrictive dieting, binge eating, compulsive overeating, anorexia, bulimia. And there is even a new condition called orthorexia, which is the obsession with eating only quote unquote healthy foods. And please let me give a big disclaimer here on eating disorders. This is not an episode about how to cure an eating disorder, but about understanding our relationship to food and how it might fall in a spectrum. And if you feel like you have an eating disorder like anorexia or bulimia, I highly encourage you to seek the help of a professional as this is a very serious psychiatric disorder. So having said that, I do want to address today some unhealthy patterns that might not classify as an eating disorder, but that affect our general relationship to food. And I think it is important to raise the conversations around these behaviors towards food that are not necessarily meant to be diagnosed, but that they still affect us. When food becomes a source of stress and anxiety, it can of course affect our physical, emotional and mental well-being. And at the same time, a lot of our emotions and the circumstances in our life and their level of overwhelm can lead us to make food choices that are not the healthiest. So let's talk about some of those triggers. The idea is that there are other factors, some underlying issues hidden behind the way we eat that are usually harmful, like body image, which is perpetuated by the diet industry. And while not everybody is affected by these factors, 
A lot of us do associate food with our body image and a lot of us have body image issues. We also have emotional reasons for eating and unresolved traumas that actually lead us to want to eat to compensate for some emotional need that we have. And it is important for us to look at those underlying issues and to look at what are the emotions that are hidden behind these uh, issues that are actually leading us to want to replenish ourselves with food when we actually what we need is something else like social connection or having a tough conversation with our boss. It can be different things. I want to particularly talk here about body image because body image is one of the biggest stressors and is this constant battle with our bodies. And it can happen that we don't usually eat because we are in connection with our body, but rather because we feel that we need to look a certain way. So whether it's trying to lose weight, maintain a certain shape, or eat only the right food, the focus on appearance and perfection can really take a toll on our self-esteem. And this can lead to a vicious cycle of stress and anxiety, which actually ends up being relieved through unhealthy eating habits and then leads to more stress and anxiety. And another source of stress that comes with it is the guilt and shame, which maybe many of us have experienced guilt after eating something. And these negative thoughts and emotions that surround food can actually become very overwhelming. So what can we do? Here comes the book Intuitive Eating, which I was talking about in the intro. So the authors present a non-diet approach to healthy eating and they encourage readers to tune into their own bodies and eat in response to hunger and fullness cues. So it's all about to understanding when we are hungry and understanding when we are full, listening to our bodies and responding accordingly. And the book challenges conventional diet culture and promotes the idea that restriction and strict food rules are not sustainable or healthy in the long run. And intuitive eating teaches kind of how to break this cycle of yo-yo dieting and cultivate a positive relationship with food. So the book lists 10 principles of intuitive dieting. And Gentle Nutrition, which is in the title of this podcast, is the last of these principles. So it is the 10th principle. And if, um, if any of what I have said until now resonates with you, I really recommend for you to read this book. For me, it was mind-blowing and it was really life-changing. Um, so the term gentle nutrition just means that we actually choose to eat food that we enjoy and that tastes good, which happen to also be nutritious food and healthy food. So gentle nutrition is about finding that sweet spot between eating nutritious food and eating the food we enjoy. So you don't find yourself feeling guilty for eating something that is deemed quote-unquote unhealthy. You eat it because it makes you happy and you are intentional with your food choices and you are able to create a sustainable approach to nourishing yourself well. Once you find this balance, you don't eat a certain way because you think you should be eating a certain way but because you make a conscious choice by listening to your body. So you look at the nutritional information through the lens of what works for you specifically. Because what works for someone might not work for someone else. And this is exactly the problem with the diet culture and the diet industry that they make us believe that there is one size fits all when in fact we are all different. We all have different needs. We all have different backgrounds. We all have different cultural backgrounds even. 
And so you become more in tune with your body and the signals that it sends you and you are able to incorporate the nutritional guidance that you get from different sources into your everyday life and you don't get overwhelmed by all this conflicting information that is out there because actually you have this connection with your body that helps you process and understand this information and you end up eating in a way that nourishes you and not only nourishes you but that you enjoy. So you learn to absorb all this information critically and you determine what is valuable to you according to your specific needs and the signals from your body. And now this, um, having said this definition, I want to talk about a phenomenon that when I first read about it, I actually found very interesting um, because I have a personal involvement <laughs> with it and it's called the French paradox. So the French paradox is um, a phenomenon that refers to the fact that the French live longer and they have less heart disease and less high blood pressure than other populations, even though they eat in a way that appears to be not so healthy. So the French paradox has been extensively studied by scientists and researchers, and it's the research is not conclusive and um, numerous studies uh, have concluded that the, that, that the moderate consumption of red wine may have protective effects on their heart health, but this is still very inconclusive. Uh, and also it's a lot of generalization, right? Not all French are eat the same way. But many scholars have written that it is actually due to the relationship that the French have with food. So again, this is obviously a generalization. Not all French people are the same. We all know this. Um, but there's a common observation that the French tend to have a more positive attitude towards food. So it's an experience for them. Food is a celebration. They pay more attention to the act of eating. From cooking and preparing the food to even setting the table before eating is part of this sensory experience and they really pay attention to the pleasures of the palate. So I personally can definitely attest to this as I have a French husband um, and I've witnessed this. Um, I do remember at the beginning of our relationship, the first times that I went to France to visit his family, I felt I was feeling quite bloated after meals and I was not used to eating like the French do. Um, if you have been to France, you know that cheese is a big part of their culture and they actually eat cheese after the main course and before the dessert. <laughs> So it's not uncommon to be sitting at the table and then hearing someone uh, say to someone else to bring the plate of cheese. <laughs> and the first times I found this really funny and actually uh, I was a bit overwhelmed because I was really full and I couldn't fathom the idea of eating cheese. But the point is that I soon realized that this is a ritual. So the fromage <laughs> is a ritual. Eating the fromage after the main course, it's uh, a ritual to enjoy this act, this act of eating. And it's not about eating a big piece of bread with a big piece of cheese. To the contrary, they actually eat very little. But then they open a wine that they know go, goes along with it. And it's about tasting and it's about enjoying. And yes, I, I when I read the, the this term of the French paradox, I could really understand what it what they mean 
by this. And I wanted to mention the French paradox to give uh, an example and to illustrate what I believe uh, is an example of gentle nutrition. Because gentle nutrition, it is about eating foods that nourish you, but it is about the whole um, relationship around food and how we approach food in general. Mm, so I do not think that we can rely only on being intuitive, right? I mean, sometimes I talk to a lot of my friends and I tell them about intuitive eating and I feel a bit misunderstood because um, they conclude that it that it's just about eating anything you want. And when you simplify it, it is. <laughs> but it is not just eating anything you want. It's being mindful about it. And it's being conscious about what your body needs to be nourished. So I think that the first step is to not go on a diet or follow a list of rules, but rather understand what potential issues might be hiding behind the way that we eat. And when we identify those issues, then we can start to learn and absorb information and gather information about what healthy food looks like. And I think it comes down to being in tune with our body, but having at our disposal different tools and information that we can turn to that can help us make healthier choices overall. There is a time for everything. Sometimes eating a piece of cake is healthier than eating a salad or then not eating the piece of cake at all. Think about when you're traveling. Isn't it healthier to try new and exciting foods, however sugary they can be, rather than obsessing and restricting? When we deal with this, food no longer is a source of stress. I mean, when we deal with those feelings that we have around food and those paradigms that we have around food, food no longer is a source of stress and it can actually become easier to select healthier choices because our judgment is no longer clouded by the emotions that govern how we choose to eat and because we actually give the act of eating the importance that it deserves, right? And then we are mindful when we eat. So this is another whole concept, mindful eating, which is that we sit and we are mindful when we are eating. Um, so yeah, this is the work that I actually do with my clients, even before going into the nutritional information, which we go into, I actually seek to help them understand what paradigms might there be that are affecting their relationship to food, what emotional reasons are there behind the way they eat. So we go through some exercises and they are able to discover um, if they have any diet mentality uh, and how can they overcome this diet mentality. And then we go into more practical um, tools and more practical guidelines on how to build a balanced plate. Mm, but I emphasize the point that a balanced plate, like I mentioned earlier, looks different for everyone. There is no size fits all. Like some people choose to be vegan, choose to be vegetarian because the thought of eating meat really makes them sick. And this is something that needs to be addressed and needs to be accepted, that different people react to different foods in a different way, not only physiologically, but also culturally and also because of their values. And food is that that's the meaning of holistic nutrition, not just looking at the food physically in our plate, but at what means 
for us to eat in a healthy way and in a balanced way. This all for me is what gentle nutrition means. It is not about eating anything we want, but about um, putting together all the pieces that I just mentioned. So this is uh, the episode of today. Um, I will be talking a lot more during uh, future episodes on different topics uh, around stress, um, around hormones and around holistic living in general. Nutrition will also be a big part of it. Um, and I would love to hear your thoughts or feedback. So if you have any, please reach out to me. I love having meaningful conversations around these topics. Um, I will include the title of the book that I talked about in the show notes so that you can check it out if you want to. And also, if you like this episode, share it with someone uh, that you think might also like it and who you think might help. And hit the follow button so you don't miss any episode moving forward. And until the next episode, have a lovely week.